to Returning to Eden. This is your host, one of your hosts, Jeff Morton. We have uh, we have an amazing show, so I'm going to bring Dina Dye in instantly. Dina, how are you? I'm well, Jeff. How are you? Uh, fantastic. I I couldn't be better. Um, we'd like to uh, uh, just share with our audience that we're going to be live for one hour tonight. We have a couple of special guests, and we have a very important topic to talk about, and we're going to open that up in just a moment. I'd like to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah. And I hope that uh, your families and you all are doing well and you're, you're doing the thing that, uh, that brings joy to your household and to your families and to your relatives and the whole nine yards. It is the season, the dedication of, of light. So um, happy Hanukkah to all of you. Uh, let me just start by saying this show has been uh, really kind of interesting. I've been looking forward to it forever. I know Dina you and I kind of came up with this idea, and we thought, well, this is great. And the reason we have our guests on is because of an event coming up in uh, January down in Orlando, Florida, which I will be at. And so we're excited to uh, to welcome our guest tonight, Dina. Yes. Why don't you introduce <laughs> your, uh, our guests? My compadres in temples, the temple world. So, of course, neither of them actually need an introduction. We have Rico Cortez and Joe Good, but we'll start with Rico because um, Rico's actually the one hosting this conference, so he'll fill us in on some details. But Rico, take it away. Hey, Dina, what's up, Jeff? <laughs> about time you invited me to your show, man. It's been like 20 years on the last one. That's all right. I understand. <laughs> I love you. Anyway, <laughs> listen, thank you for having me. I'm really happy because. Dina and Joe are here, and I have such deep respect for them. We are going to have 90 people for wow. this year. It grew. It was only like 35 people, like about three months, three months ago, and everyone waited until the last minute. But thank God, we um, we have now all of these people <clears throat> that are coming to the temple course. I'm excited. I was able to squeeze Ryan to do one class, so I want him to be part of that too. So we're going to have Ryan White. Uh, covering one class, Joseph Good, my brother, my teacher, my mentor, my friend, Dina. Like, what can I say about Dina? Oh my God, she's awesome. And, uh, and thank you for having me tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm just delighted to. I was teaching about Hanukkah tonight and about the meaning of Hanukkah, about the dedication of the temple, and how Matatiyahu was saying that the house of the Lord has been dishonored and how we have to restore the honor of the house. That's really my motivation behind the course, is to teach the body of Messiah to understand the temple, the house. It's a command. And we're blessed to have two people like Dina and Joe who spend their lives studying it. And I'm just delayed. I just came 20 years ago, and they've been doing a lot longer than me, and I'm blessed to have them as my teachers too, so I'm really happy. So thank you well, for allowing me you know, you know, to, to promote it. Thank you. And I have to say, Joe is my mentor in all this. If it weren't for him, I don't even think I would even be studying the temple. Um, Joe and I connected, I think it was like 1988 or 89. And, uh, there. Yeah, shortly after that, I just started, you know, we, you were doing the temple studies. And for me, it was just so fascinating. This is like 92, somewhere in there. And, uh, you know, went on several tours with you. But uh, so I'd like to introduce Joe Good, my mentor, my teacher, my friend. Take it away, Joe. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Dina. And uh, you know, it's it's exciting. Uh, we're having some amazing things that are happening right now that I think uh, the majority of the people have no idea that they are happening. But for years and years and years and years, we taught the temple. And very few people were interested. You would speak and you would speak, and there'd just be a handful of people. Uh, you say something about the temple, and it's almost like people were looking for the door. But uh, everything's changing. And let me take Israel right now. I was at a, a temple conference in Lubbock, Texas, uh, about uh, uh, about a month ago, right at a month ago. Rabbi Hyam Richman was there. From the Temple Institute, his wife, uh, uh, his wife was with him. Uh, Rita, his son Hillel, who is an archaeologist, and he is the assistant to Gabi Barkai at the Sifted Project. 
uh, and then they had the assistant director for the Temple Institute. They did all these tremendous messages, but probably the most profound piece of information they gave is what's happening in Israel. That for years they were seen as outsiders. They were seen as the kooks. They were seen as the ones that went up on the Temple Mount that said we have to, to get the Temple Mount back. We need to work on building the Temple, and nobody paid attention to them. Then at Tisha B'Av, last year, uh, actually, no, not last year, this year, it all changed. Since that time, there have been every day, every day but Shabbat, there's been literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Jewish visitors to the Temple Mount. Seventy percent of the Jews in Israel today believe that the Temple should be rebuilt and that everyone should have the right to prayer. Now, everything's changing now here in, uh, in not only the Jewish world but the non-Jewish world because people are waking up to the temple because this is a God thing. Amen. And people are realizing it's the key to the scriptures. You want to understand Torah, understand temple. The, the Torah will be a new Torah. You want to understand the Gospels, Yeshua? You want to understand the book of Acts? You want to understand the epistles? It's written in the language of the temple. So it's uh, it's exciting that Rico's put this conference on. I was there two years ago, and it was a blowout. I mean, it was great. It was fantastic. And not only was it fantastic, but there were relationships that were built that we continue to have people that we run around with that we met at that conference. And so... Looking forward to it, and looking forward to seeing all of you there. Oh, it's going to be great. I am so excited, <laughs> really. This is like, I don't even, old home week or something. I feel like it's my class reunion, <laughs> going back to yeah, yeah. hanging out with my buddies. Well, I was thinking, you know, I know that Joe, many, how many conferences where hardly anybody showed up, you know, but there definitely... I think a big shift happened when we did the conference here in Albuquerque in 2014. 2013. 13? Yeah. 14? Yeah. I don't even. I've lost the years. 425 people. Okay. 425 people showed up from virtually every state in the union. Wow. And I think that was some kind of paradigm shift because really <clears throat> after that, people were interested in this and we started doing conferences. In, in you know smaller conferences in various places. Um, well, I'm hoping we can do one in Oregon. No, 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 no. I, we're going to talk about you doing one up in my neck of the woods because we started talking about this a year ago. It didn't happen. But uh, see, I'm a student from all three of you. I'm learning from all three of you, and the door the door opened up for me when I watched your Ancient Near East Covenant uh, uh, video series, and that blew my mind. And then I was like, well, where's the foundation for all of this? And it led me to the temple. So I've been studying the temple now with you guys and, and also some of my other stuff for probably the last three years. And when Dean and I decided to do this show, when I, when I, I brought Dean up here last year, I think it was last year, yeah. and she started talking about her book, and it was like clicking. Rico, I met you ten years ago, but what was in my head? was the stuff that Dina was talking about 10 years ago because I got most of the the uh, Christian stuff that, that I had learned for years was wiped out of my brain in a nanosecond and all of the what happened was now what do I do with what's going on next so I had to start digging in to understand what this was all about and now that we're at the temple and I'm gonna be in Orlando for this conference which is a, an answer to prayer I'm looking forward to this because I see this is a this is gigantic, gigantic information that has been lost to the masses, and yet we're seeing the whole conversation of the temple and the government and the kingdom of Yahweh rise up. No matter what the world is doing, still rising up, and I think it's 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 incredible. I don't even know how to describe what I'm what I feel about all of this. Amen. You know, Rico, could you share just your vision for the conference, the course, you know, what you're trying to accomplish with it? Sure, thank you. Yes, um, my my last February, I was with Joe in Jerusalem, and 
I'm doing it again this year. I'm blessed to go back with my teacher and just spend 13 days just, you know, running around the old city. And last February was life-changing for me. My understanding of the Bible just exploded. And that's just my understanding of the geography, the archaeology, and all that stuff. <clears throat> my purpose and my desire for the temple course is to allow the people to have a foundation, not only from the archaeological, topographical, geographical, but also the language of the Bible. Like Joe just said it. If you, I remember the first time he gave me homework. And let me give you how paramount this is. <clears throat> he gave me homework. He goes, read the first few chapters of Matthew, and let's look for temple language. And I couldn't find anything, so I thought. So I told him, Joe, I read up to 13 chapters, and I didn't see anything. He went to one chapter, we spent two hours on one word, all related to the temple. I'm thinking, oh, my God, what am I doing studying or teaching anything? I don't know. And that was a life-changing thing for me that I decided I need to study more. And when I began to tap into all of the contextual language of the temple, the whole New Testament makes sense. So if I could just get the foundation in these courses, uh, you know, through the course in January, hopefully they'll be able to see the Bible in a complete, a complete different light. You know, let me read you the verses that impacted me, that Joe felt. He saw how I felt when I recognized the honor that the Lord was giving me in Ezekiel chapters 43. Let me tell you what my purpose is. When you read it, and it's a good question you ask me. But I'm sitting there in Jerusalem, and it would have been amazing. You would have loved it. You know? We're sitting in there in the living room, and we have mass of gates of the topography. Right, Joe? Oh, hey, we got everything. Dana, you can't. We, we had an apartment. Okay? Yeah. And so I brought all these, like, little clips that you put papers together and everything, and I've got all kinds of maps, I've got charts, I've got all kinds of posters, and we have all over this room, we have projectors on the wall, we have books everywhere, computers like you can't imagine, and we would go out all day looking, you know, going through the, the Temple Mount, going through the tunnels, going through the, you know, and then we would come back and study till midnight. It's amazing. And this man never was, got tired. That was man. fantastic. I know, because he drinks coke all day. So, <laughs> so he's teaching us all this, and the living room literally became like a classroom. And I got maps here. We have this here projector here, books in front of me. <clears throat> there was one night, this is my testimony, there was one night that I was really exhausted. It was like around 11 o'clock at night. And he's teaching about something to me that seemed... We were like, why are we even bothered listening to this stuff? He was like talking about the steps of the temple, the different cubits. And then mm -hmm. the ones from the Azara were different than the ones from the Achel, uh, from the, you know, when you enter. And I got it. I go, wait, 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 wait. And I got up and I said, wait, wait, wait. Don't say anything else, Joe. <clears throat> I said, you mean to tell me that even the steps of the temple relate from one place of the temple to the next and how high a level of holiness there is? He goes, yes. And then I realized that Ezekiel 43, verse 10, was being fulfilled in Jerusalem that night. It says this. And you asked me the question, Dina, so I'm going to answer with these verses. Okay. Thou son of men, verse 40, uh, chapters 43 of Ezekiel, verse 10 to 12. It says, Thou son of men, show the house to the house of Israel, so that they may be ashamed of their iniquities, and let them measure the pattern. And if they be ashamed of all they have done, make known unto them the form of the house and the fashion thereof, and the uh, the egresses the thereof, and the entrances thereof, and all the forms thereof. Now, mind you, as I'm reading this, there's maps everywhere, exactly what we see here, and all the ordinances thereof, and all the forms thereof, and all the laws thereof, and write it in their sight, that they may keep the whole house. That they may keep the whole, uh, what says that they may keep, where is it? I lost it. That they may keep, where is it? I just got a call. 11. 11, 11, okay. It says, we're dealing with technology. That they may be ashamed of all that they have done. Man, my son is Go to 12, you read that. Yeah, I did. 
Write it down to their site so that they may keep its whole design. There you go. Keep reading it. Keep reading it, Joe. Keep reading it. And perform them. This is the law of the temple. Man, and that, and I told Joe, I said, Joe, we're not worthy. I'm not worthy of this. I'm in Jerusalem learning with one of the with the authority of the temple by the house of the Lord. And I'm thinking, wow. So I'm thinking, what if we can get this message to other people and those people take it to other people? Imagine the impact we can make. So we have to do the temple courses. That is our mandate. Yeah. That was my vision when we did the conference in Albuquerque. I just had this this vision of concentric circles of influence where people, you know, we brought people in. There was maybe one or two, you know, from each state, but that they would go back to that place and that in sphere of influence would just expand. And it's it's happening. It actually is happening. Well, I want to yeah. go back. I want to I want to address something Joe said. Joe, there's so much happening in the world. You can't. I can't even recite it all. There's so much happening. Can you kind of break that down so that the audience that's listening tonight kind of appreciates the whole reason that you would even make that statement? Because what's happening in Israel and around the globe with the nations is beyond description, and we can't see it. The uh, uh, there's a verse in the book of Zechariah. Uh, it says that the city of Jerusalem will become a cup of Tripoli mm -hmm. to the entire world. Uh, the, uh, in the scripture, in fact, this passage that Rico was reading in verse 6, it says that, that I heard him speaking to me from the temple while man stood beside me. And he said to me, Son of man, this is the place of my throne, in the place of my footstool. We're, we're told in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 12, that, that the temple is the place of his throne from the beginning. Your program is what? Back to Eden? Return right? to Eden, Returning. yes. Okay? And it says that, that, uh, that Hashem planted a garden eastward. Eastward from where? From his throne. Right. Well, the temple is the throne of God on earth. The Holy of Holies is the throne room itself. And so that's why Solomon said that whenever you pray, to face towards Jerusalem, face towards his throne. Well, the uh, uh, word very deftly, we're in what the scriptures call the Akrit Yamin, the latter days. And it was prophesied that the world would deteriorate. The world would go absolutely crazy. But, <clears throat> the barometer for all this is Jerusalem. It, the, uh, the, the time schedule, uh, we don't know that time schedule. But we know that there is prophesied to be a temple. And that in the last days, that he would turn people's hearts back towards that temple. So not only are people getting a vision for the temple coming, they're getting a vision of what the temple's about. And how that that it's not just an eschatological thing, it's going to be something that will affect every aspect of every individual's life in the world. So, the uh, as we see this starting to come about, I mean, this, this program right here is part of a move of God mm -hmm. in order to, to bring that into existence. The conference in Orlando is part of that Bringing that in existence. Deanna's got a, a new book she's about to come out with. And that's part of bringing it into existence. Rico and I and a few others are going over to Jerusalem uh, next month after the conference. And that's part of bringing it about. And that is where people need to have their focus. People need to have their vision. Because we're going to have, we're going to have, you know, people say, oh, Trump shouldn't have recognized Jerusalem. I'm so glad he did. Amen. Me too. Glad he Amen. did. It's uh, uh, you know, I, I've been working on a uh, an expansion of my book on on Purim, and Mordecai says to Esther, "You ca you can't remain silent. You have to to get out and act." And so it's long overdue that the United States recognizes publicly 
that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. It's time that the Jewish citizens from Israel that are born in Jerusalem have Jerusalem Israel, not just Jerusalem on their passport. Do you know that they don't put Israel on the passport, American passports yep. for Jerusalem? I knew that. Yep. Yeah, that's going to change. But all of this, the temple is part of that happening. The world's going to get more insane, but the temple will bring sanity to the individual. And that was the, the message in the ancient world is when the, the temple, a house was finished and God moved in, it brought order and stability to the world. And that's what we're looking forward to. May I just mention that my book is finished? Woo! <laughs> I finished it. Have it here in Orlando. Outstanding. Uh, no, because uh, it, it has to go to formatting. Uh, oh, and yeah, the formatting yeah. will probably take three weeks. So I'm oh. about a week short. But what I'm going to do is I'll have pre-sales in Orlando because the book good. will probably be out a week afterwards. That's I just awesome. wanted to mention, too, I found in, I can't remember where I read this in one of the many places I read, but one of the names for Messiah was the measured one. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? The measured one. Yeah, that was one of his names. He was called the measured one. When you think about the temple and, and the measurements, Yes, we don't. Uh, this passage that we that Rico read, it's uh, uh, where it says measure the pattern. By the way, it's found. Exactly. You know that's in the New Testament. Measure where? the pattern. You didn't know that. No. Okay, Joe. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, Revelation chapter eleven. Well, yeah, I yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 it's just no coincidence that we're having this interview on uh, the second day of Hanukkah, which is a representation of the rededication of the altar. And this is what's scary, that it's not the so-called learned, it's not the mainstream teachers in Christianity that are teaching this. They're basically people like us that in the eyes of them, we don't know anything. And think about this. Can you imagine a conference of a thousand people learning about the house of the Lord? Oh wow! Can you imagine? Can you imagine when the, when the when the Hebrew roots finally recognize the importance of the temple and all the crazy teachings go by the wayside? Something prophetic has to happen in order for them to get it. And what we're trying to do is establish a foundation of key people everywhere that when it happens, they will bear witness and they know what to do and they know what to say. And just to think that maybe. Just maybe we are a small part of that movement. It made me really be in awe of God that he would even consider me as one of those people. And then get me together with Joe and Dina. It's like kind of crazy because you see the, the, the buildings <clears throat> the buildings behind Joe, from that big old picture he has, it's overwhelming that I can look at the buildings and I know now what they mean. I mean, mm -hmm. i got to thank yeah. the Lord that he provided Joe in my life to learn that. And it That's made right. a huge difference. It made a huge difference on my tour this year to Israel. My Spanish tour, they turned back upside down. My English tour were really impacted because we do the theme on the temple. And I, what I would do, thanks to Joe, when he taught me, when I went with him in February, we changed. People were coming to my course because they saw it. I got like four yeah. people coming to my course after that trip because they saw wow. it. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. And me, to, say, to have someone say, I want to learn about the temple. I want to know that. There was one guy who took, I took him to the Temple Institute, he looked at me, he goes, okay, what do I need to buy? He didn't ask how much it was, he didn't say it's expensive. I said, you need this, 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 and this. And he said, okay, picked it up and bought it. And then that night, he started reading them. The next day, he would tell me, I already read half of that other, you know, of, of the pages. It's not very big books. He goes, I already read this, and oh my God, I can't believe I've never saw that before. Everything started clicking, and that's what I'm hoping that we will do at the course. Get people excited yeah. about the house of the Lord like Matatiyahu in the time of the Maccabees defended the honor of the house so that we may do the same. So that 
were able to declare and restore his honor again. Think about that. That's pretty amazing to me. Well, I, Joe, you talked about, and you both were talking about temple language. Can, for, for the sake of our audience, let's talk about that for a few minutes because, you know, people will do this, and I had this happen to me this week. They get their Strongs out, and they get their Briggs and Drivers out, and they start looking for words and, and concepts, or words really, to line up with what we're talking about. But if they don't understand the temple language and they don't understand the, the, really what the temple's all about, that information's not going to give this to them. So talk about temple language so that the audience understands it, because this is actually a difficult conversation to have with mainstream anything. All right. Uh, there's, a, there's a real good example in Luke chapter 1. Now, uh, I'm not saying this at all because all around in the, in the, the secular world, in the, the Christian world, you know, the, the, the reason for the season is going to be the birth of Yeshua. Okay? And we don't believe that he was born at this time, but this passage here about the birth of Yeshua, everything, you know, they've got all these movies that come out. And you pretty, you pretty much, I don't care if you have ever opened a Bible or not, you pretty much can tell the story because you've seen the movies. Yeah. You've seen the movies, you see, you know, we've been saturated in it. Well, what if I were to tell you that you only are understanding 10% that what you see in all these movies, what you you hear told over and over and over, is only about 10% of actually what's written here. i give an example. We're told in Luke 1, verse 5, it says that there was in the days of Herod, the king of, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zechariah of the division of Aviat. What does that mean? Of the division of Aviat has to do with the. Uh, doesn't it have to do with the order of the priests? Yes. Okay. The priests are going to be divided into twenty-four groups. Right. All right. So now, in these twenty-four groups, they're going to the first group, the first course or first division is going to serve the first week of the year. Right. So the second course is going to serve the second week, in both of the in the Tanakh. In Second Kings 11 and in Second Chronicles chapter 23, as well as Josephus tells us that these courses or divisions change on the Shabbat. Okay, so uh, yeah, who's going to be serving the third week of the year? It's going to be Zacharias. No, no. First week is first course. Second week is second course. Who's going to be serving third week? Oh. Everybody. Yeah, everyone. Passover. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because it's Passover. It's unleavened bread. All right. But you're able to take from this, you can go back to First Chronicles chapter 24 and verse 10, you'll find out that he was in the eighth course. Yes. So you can calculate when he was in the temple. All right, you follow me? I'm following you. I've, I've actually heard this thought, so I, I know where you're going. All right. Go All right, so I'm going to drop down. It says, uh, verse 8, So it was that while I was serving as poet or priest before God, in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. Okay, so how many times are you allowed to burn incense in your life? Once. Once. Only once. All the other jobs you can do over and over and over. What are they doing? What are they doing when they burn incense? Do the Amidah. They're praying the Amidah, okay? The standing prayers. You have 18 of these prayers, and the angel's going to come, show up, and he's going to say, hey, your prayer's answered. Now, remember that he goes deaf and mute, right? Yes. Okay. All the way until the baby's born, they're going to circumcise him, and they're going to name him Yochanan, or John. At that point, it says his mouth was open, and he's going to, first words out of his mouth are going to be the first words and the last words of the 12th Abidah, which is the coming of the Messiah. Did this story get a lot richer? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, 
You know, I I remember when I would learn stuff, I'd go, why wasn't I taught that? Why yeah. did I know that? I've been saying that for 10 years. <laughs> yes, right. Right, try going to try going to Israel with Joe, and then you're gonna wonder how come I even teach. Yeah. Yeah. You wonder why in the world am I doing teaching? So it puts me on notice. Anyway, what Joe just talked about, if you go to the Book of Revelation, chapter three, verse one, then you can make a connection. It says that when he opened the seventh seal, there followed a silence in heaven for about a space of a half hour. So it's using. Yes. We know that it's talking about the Amidah. That's around how much it takes, around 20 to 30 minutes. So you can start making connections of the incense and the prayers in the temple. So now the book of Revelation makes more sense. This is a temple text. Every book, every book's going to be a yeah. temple text. Actually, every verse yes. is a temple text. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, mean, let's be real. That's right. I mean, the others, that's what she specializes in is all these meetings that you take out of a, out of a, uh, a verse to where you write a book on it. Yeah, and I have. <laughs> yes, and you so have. My, my latest book has these uh, these the vignette. I did the whole service of the menorah as a vignette, for you know, and I gave a, a, one of the priests a name, and it took him took you through the whole story of how the the menorah was lit and everything that went on with that. So when I put these things in the book, it just helps people have a visual of what the service must have looked like. Well, it's something something occurred to me today, Dana, about that, because I was I was having this discussion with a couple of people, and I was talking about Moshe, Moses, and how he's talking about Genesis one and two, and he's recalling information that's a couple thousand years old, but he's using a language that they would have been familiar with. He wouldn't didn't have to explain all of this to them, and almost all of it, that virtually all of it, is a temple text. And the temple language, and he's using the metaphors and the analogies and all of these things that have to do with the temple when describing Adam being placed in the temple, which you and I have talked about forever. So now it becomes very apparent to me that Adam is the high priest or the first king in the line of Israel. It just blows my mind that that's where Moses begins the story. He could have started with Noah, but he started with Adam being placed into the temple. And I get that. I get that. But you can't have that conversation with somebody who's seeing plants and trees and gardens and hoes and rakes and water hoses and things of this nature because they don't comprehend that this is a temple conversation. Well, you know what's really interesting? You say that, and, and it's true. But then you have the Etzchayim uh, Chi, uh, which is the prayer that we do in the Sidur or the prayer on the Shabbat, which the tree of life, if you hold, get a hold of it. So now here we are, Adam. He guarded the garden, and we are now son of Adam in the image of God, image bearer, and we are keeping Shomel, the Torah, which is a tree. So, in fact, we're doing the same role. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, Dina's talked about that on the program. It's We're, we're doing it. That's... It's all in my book. It's all in my book. <laughs> it's Chaim. I've got everything in there, the picture of the menorah and the tree of life and wisdom and all of that. I'm sorry, Rico. Go ahead. One of the things that I love about Joe and Dina is that between us, there's never any competition. It's, it's all about learning, exchanging, appreciate our angles. And one of the things that Joe taught me that, I've got to be honest with you, in the beginning, I really didn't care for him too much. <clears throat> it was like he was so focused on the geography topography, and the archaeology, and the buildings. And I, at the beginning, I didn't get it. But I remember last year when I went with him in February, this year actually, seems like a year old, longer than that, uh, <clears throat> we spent three hours at the temple model in Jerusalem. And I got to tell you, I would have gone home right after that, and I would have been happy. The whole trip, just understanding the geography, and learning all kinds of stuff about the walls and oh my if you don't understand the geography of Jerusalem and the walls and what they mean you're not going to get it because the Bible is all based on geography and topography go up to Jerusalem well if you've never been to Jerusalem you don't know what it means you know and 
So I got a different understanding of the greatness of temple language just by being in Jerusalem and going up on the mountain and understanding the gates, understanding the walls, and what is holiness. I learned a lot. And I highly recommend people join Joe's uh, website and, you know, Dina's website to go and learn more about this stuff. It's important, you know. It will change your understanding of the Bible. It would definitely work. Joe, well, I Joe, think it's is, interesting. What, oh. Well, I was going to say. I was just going to say. <laughs> the three of us have. Week, guys. I know. The three of us have our approach it differently. And and the three of us have a wealth of knowledge in our approach. And you, you figure, how much could there be? And it's never ending. It never just, ending. You know, it's a well that never runs dry. So it doesn't matter, you know. So you could have a thousand people studying the temple. They're all going to have a dimension. They'll see a dimension of it that no one else has seen. And if yeah. we could all, if we come together, then then we'll have the whole picture. Right. But Joe, what's the name of your website? Joe, Joe, tell the folks what, where's your website is. And I have a question for you. H how did you get into all of this study? Okay. Uh, first off, I have two websites. What is JerusalemTempleStudy.com? And, and I have a a four-year course of the temple that you can take, okay? Uh, and if you're one of our gold members, it's free. The uh, the second is uh, hatikva.org. How I got into this, the week that I became a believer, I had a dream. I've had dreams lots of times since that time. I've had maybe two, maybe three times that I had dreams that were from God, that I knew were from God. That dream I knew was from God. Uh, I didn't know anything about the temple. I didn't know anything about the Jewish people, to be honest. And uh, But I woke up in the morning, and I knew this, that I was going to work in a life-size model of the temple. And that's that's been my thrust ever since. And uh, that's how I got started. And he's opened all kinds of doors for me. Just over the years, he's put me with with leading rabbis. There are scholars of the temple, uh, with archaeologists that are reputable and that specialize in temple studies. Uh, he's he's provided me with the materials in the form of books and so forth. And if I can take a moment, I what the things that I would like to see happen in this conference and in future conferences to come is that we we find a way to communicate to the people there how to study the temple because there's there needs to be a separating of the wheat and the chaff there's there's thousands hundreds of thousands of people out there that have an excitement for the temple but they're going down the wrong path on it it's bad. There's a lot of bad information out there. So you need to know how to find the good information, where to check out, to find reputable teachers, people that know what they're talking about, rather than uh, people uh, following something that sounds good. It sounds it sounds interesting. It sounds really neat, but it, it's it's a lie. Uh, it's a lie, and it has anti-Semitism at its core. That's uh, true. Can I say something real quick? I want to brag on my teacher a little bit. You know, he will never say it because he doesn't go around saying it. But Joseph Good is responsible for, what, over 100 corrections that have been influenced the Temple Institute? Did you say that, Joe, that you found? Well, there's been a few, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, no, there's been more than a few. I, I know that. But think about this, guys. Think about this. The Father has used a believer in Yeshua to influence the leading authorities on the temple in Israel to consider some of the information that they were they thought was correct and that he's brought some kind of correction and helped them bring more clarity to it. Tell me the Lord doesn't have a sense of humor. No, I because us, the outsiders, to help the people of God for the for the building of the temple and to think that we're part of that, that we're learning about that. That's scary. I met Heim Richman. I met Heim Rickman at uh, El Shaddai Ministries a number of years ago, and I asked him this question. I said, "What do you think of Joe Good, Joseph Good?" He said, "Brilliant." 
That was his word. Brilliant. He's a brilliant, brilliant man. And I was like, so you know him? He says, I've known him for years. So, um, and I remembered meeting you, and I thought I was one of those people back 10 years ago. Uh, when you started talking about the temple, I went and found coffee. <laughs> now, now I want to gobble up as much as I can because the ideal is to be prepared for the for the arrival of the king of Mashiach. And man, oh man, oh man, when we understand that his house is a sacred place, this is the sacred place of the creator of all things. And it doesn't matter. I agree with you. There's so much loony stuff out here. Yeah. There's so much loony stuff and there's so much stupid fighting and ridiculous arguing and bickering that it, it, it becomes um, it becomes almost a complete turnoff. However, when you start learning about the temple and the function of the temple and the purpose of the temple, a lot of that stuff will fade away because it becomes much bigger than that. Well, you you have a foundation and and you know, listen, I'm 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 so honored to have the the opportunity to be around people that are a lot smarter than me and that are willing to share. And this is something that I want people to recognize that this is a journey of learning, man. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think six years ago, right, Joe, that I called you out of the blue and said, hey, will you teach me? Will you be my teacher? That was one of the, one of the greatest days of my life. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, uh, let me tell you where I was heading. I was heading towards Oregon. That was yeah. all, I was on my way up to Oregon and Canada, and, and, uh, uh, and uh, I, I got a call, and this voice on the other end says, uh, uh, this is Rico Cortez. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I said, yeah, I know who you are. And you said, I, I want you to teach the temple. And you know, I've waited a long time to start hearing not only people say that, but the teachers to say that. And I mean, uh, you know, Gary, you used to go with us to Israel back years ago. Uh, Twenty-some years ago. Yeah, and uh, and then here you are, and you're teaching the temple. You're writing books on the temple. It, uh, Rico, if people could catch this, you know, you didn't tell all the story about when you caught that from Ezekiel 43. Uh, let me tell the rest of the story. He broke down crying like a baby. I mean, just honestly crying like a baby. It, so there's something that, you know, there's something that's happening here. Yeah, it's it, and it continues to happen at us. It's not something that we arrive at. We are at the we're at the start of this, yeah. and I it, agree. It, it gets more exciting all the time. We well, just gotta make, sure, we gotta make sure. We gotta make sure Joe. Writing my book. I'm sorry, Dina. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, just when I so every time I well the two books I have you know the Temple Reveal and Creation now this one the Garden. I would start out and I would map out the whole book. I have it all outlined and I had every chapter and that's what I was going to write. And every single time that was out the window, I would start the journey. And the oh, yeah. journey would be completely different from everything I had planned. Because as I was going, Hashem was showing me stuff that I just never saw before. And I would start to mold it and shape it and put it into the book. And the other thing I, I want to mention, what for me, one of the ways I felt like I could um, have credibility and and stand out in the craziness of this thing that we're in was to write a, a book that ha, you know was had scholarship and sources and you know involved a lot of research because the reality is most of those people on the internet with their 15 minutes of fame are never going to write a book and so this was a way I felt you know, how many DVDs can you do? This was a way to kind of establish myself as someone, you know, who had uh, who had done a lot of research and was trying to present this to the folks. Well, for me, um, I'll tell you, Rico, I mentioned earlier your, your Ancient Near East Covenant series, but then Daniel McGurr 
told told me about the book um, John Walton. Yeah, John Walton. And I read that book, and what happened to me reading that book was because my story is a little different. I got a download in June 2007 of information that completely wiped a lot of the you know the the Western theological stuff out of my head. But I didn't know what I had now. All I knew is that it stopped and started with Israel. That's what I knew. When I read John Walton's book, I realized I didn't have to believe anything anymore that I was taught. I could let go, and I, it opened up a whole area of study for me, which is leading me to the temple. And then when I read Dina's book, and the reason we're doing this radio show, is I read her book in about two days, and I got the whole thing. It was like, it was like for ten years I was waiting for this book to show me what the Father showed me about his place in the earth and I got it I completely got it so my coming to Orlando Rico I I cried out to Yahweh I said please help me get there I want to learn this I want to see this and everything fell into place perfectly you know for when me I to come down there you know when I started doing engineering engineering studies people thought I was nuts I didn't but you're one of the few and I remember talking to Joe about it and you know, Joe has this face, and I know Dina, you know what I'm talking about. He starts like, he looks at, he starts thinking, he starts going real serious like this. And you know what he's thinking, right? Like the one he's got right now. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm thinking, he probably thinks I'm nuts. And then he goes, oh yeah, hey, have you seen this verse that talks about that? Have you seen this verse that talks about that? And then he starts adding you know, temple stuff to what I was learning, and I go, oh, now it's getting excited. Then John Walton, what he did, he he connected ancient Near Eastern cosmology, and yes. then when you start to understand cosmology, we know the temple is is what connects heaven and earth, and we know yes. the temple is the house. We know, oh my God, now things begin to make sense. So we got covenants, righteousness and justice, honor and shame, and temple. Mm -hmm. And when I begin to connect all those things. Then my understanding, Dina has been there for the whole time. When I started doing engineering, you know what happened, Dina. It's like my whole focus changed. Yeah. It, it really helped. I me. remember when that happened. I remember yeah. you, you started teaching something completely different. Yeah. Then when I met you, I met you 10 years ago, but something was different. And then yeah. I started listening to Ryan White and Daniel, and I'm going, what are these guys teaching? And then I got yeah. turned on to Joe's website, and I went, oh, my God. Everything started falling into place, and I got a lot to learn. And it's not so much about the learning. It's about being prepared for what's happening. Yeah. And I'm not talking yeah. about prophecy in the way that we've right. understood prophecy for the last 1,800 years. It's about the creator. It's about the king is coming. And we need to be mindful of our position. I remember, Rico, years ago, we were doing a conference somewhere. I was there and you were there. And you started tearing up about being prepared for our king. Amen. And I felt the passion. I felt it and I understood. I'm going, where is he? Because that's what I think is missing in all of these so-called movements. Yeah. We need to be preparing ourselves for the presence of, of the king. Well, and I get that. I and really get that. The temple is the foundation that allows you to know the protocol. And this is something why I'm not saying this because Joe is here, because he knows I have a deep respect for him and admiration as my friend. And it's a humility that he has when he brings the teaching. But, you know, we have access to somebody who is knowledgeable but yet humble and who's willing mm -hmm. to teach you. And it's like it's probably the most neglected tool, vessel that the fathers raised among us that we're not using. And one of the I things agree, that I hundred percent. Yeah, and this is one. By the way, Dina, you asked me about my motivation. I want people to get to know Joe. You know, my biggest yeah. delight that first year, Joe, was when all the young guys were around the table asking Joe questions for hours after he taught all day. And I didn't even go. I didn't. I didn't become part of that. You know why? Because I wanted my teacher to like enjoy the attention that he duly deserved from young guys. The oldest guy that was there was like 32. And it was I enjoyed it so much to think that I was a facilitator 
to have this new generation of guys paying attention to somebody who's been paving the way, paving the way for us for so long. And that's really what I want to do, help facilitate people who know more than me. Because someday I'm going to hopefully be that guy who is going to be around long enough to share with younger guys too. It's paying my time and my price <clears throat> to hopefully have an influence on people the way Joe has in my life. I'm a better teacher today for two things. My wife has helped me become a better teacher, definitely, and have enjoyed my life. And I'm not saying that because he's here. He knows it. Well, I remember, was it about six years ago? You, Rico, you and I were talking, and you sort of, sort of uh, gingerly said, well, I'm studying with this guy. I said, well, who is it? He said, well, his name is Joe Good. <laughs> and I burst out laughing. I remember. I, <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I have known Joe for 20 years. <laughs> and you were trying to sort of keep it under the, your vest there. Only because so many people have slandered yeah. his good name. I and know. have mistreated him in such a way so unfair. When I began to ask him questions, what do you believe? I'm going like, hey, I believe the same thing. So what's the problem? You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, well, and what I think it, he is what impresses me jewel. the most? Oops, sorry, Dina. Go ahead. Well, I mean, he he is this jewel that nobody has seen, and and like Rico said, these are opportunities now for people to recognize. We both have learned from him. You uh -huh. know, if it if I said if it weren't for Joe, I would not be here today. Well, we have to make sure that he eats and he drinks water. Yes. Right. <laughs> Agreed. Well, now, before we run out of time, folks, when is the conference, Rico? And tell folks about the conference a little bit more. Give them a little bit more information. I imagine you're booked out now, right? Yeah, we're booked out, and uh, and it's on January 11th to the 14th in Orlando, Florida, right next to the airport. It's going to be Dina, Dina, I, and um, Joseph Good, myself, and Ryan White. We are going to do. Each teacher is going to do five teachings, except for Ryan. He's only going to do one. But we're going to have 16 teachings on temple-related subjects. And each day we're going to have an hour to an hour and a half of questions, uh, time for questions on the topic that we cover that day. So I'm excited about it because I'm giving more time to questions and answers and fellowship and getting to know one another. I'm excited about it. I'm going to continue to do these every year, not on the temple per se, uh, because what I want to do, and I know I'm running out of time, so what I want to do is do a big conference on the temple and hopefully have smaller conferences throughout the United States, in Oregon, and Canada, or in Texas, even if it's 20 people, at least teaching on the temple and trying to get this on the road and then do the big one every January. That's my goal. Yeah. Well, well we need Joe. to raise up people because the three of us can't do the whole thing. Amen. By the way, by the way, I was so happy and delighted that I saw Robert Jones teaching on the cisterns and the topography from Houston. I, I saw the video and I was so proud to think that this guy comes to our courses every year. Now he's teaching it to his congregation. And I'm going like, wow, thank the Lord, you know, the other man raising up. Amen. Wow. And this is all because of Joe. He's like Amen. the foundation, you know, and he's raised us up and we're raising up more. Well, when I said, uh, when Dina said, well, I said, well, let's see if we get Rico on. And she goes, uh, I think it was you. You said, well, let's let's see if we can get Joe good, too. And I said, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, why not? It seemed perfect, the conference or the course. And Rico, you talked to me a year ago about doing a course as opposed to a conference where you could spend time three or four or five days. And I thought that was a good idea then. It kind of died on the vine up here. But. This is something I certainly want to talk to you about, about doing this up here, all three of you, again, because uh, I, I don't want to do conferences, but I love the idea of having three or four days learning. Yeah. And I and I, we talked about that, so let, we're going to talk about that again. I'm going to talk a lot about that when I see you down in Orlando. Well, co conferences have become more for fellowship. Yeah. Um, I like to have a time for study because... We need to equip the leadership. What happens many yeah. times we travel, and then we drop a bomb, we share all this information, people get excited, and the next week they forget about it. So, yeah. But if we can do courses, like what I'm going to do, 
maybe Joe and, and, and Dina can help me with this, is that the courses that I'm doing, my teachings that I'm doing on the courses, I'm going to make it into workbooks. And like, like Halissa Alawan, she did a great job doing that. You know, yeah. and courses and have people come maybe over the floor and study with me or maybe I can go to them and do the workbook of some of the teachings and teach it at their pace. So keep that in prayer. That's the, my next goal. Well, I'm going to try to turn my books into courses as well. That would be awesome. So that people can get a lot out of them. Yeah, yeah that would be awesome. I think that's important. Well, yeah. We've got about five minutes left in the program, and I kind of want to hear from Joe about uh, – Joe, what, what would you like to share with this audience here? We have, we have a very – our audience is growing and growing. Every week our audience is growing. So what would you like to – I'd like you to share something, because there's a lot of people that are following us and, and – the connections aren't being tied together about what this program's all about. So maybe you can help us out and impact some of those listeners. Well, the passage that Rico had go to is a command. Uh, a command to learn the temple, to learn everything about it, to learn its structure, to learn its floor plan, to learn all of the ceremonies, to learn every aspect of it. And we have the first thing that happens when, when, when uh, Moses goes on the mount and to receive the Torah. The very first commandment he's given is to build the temple. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be in chapter 25. And we go all the way to Leviticus 11 before we start getting commands that are not directly related to the temple. So here's what I get from that. That we are to examine the Torah from the lens of the Holy Temple. So if, if we could have a product from this program that people would say, I have to learn. I mean, there came a point in my life where I got before God and said, I have to learn this. I have to learn this. Teach me. Send me teachers. Bring me them and put me wherever I need to do. Change my life. And that's what we need. That's what we need is for people, thousands of people. You have thousands of people that watch this show or listen to this show. We need people to get really before God and say, I want to learn the temple. I want to learn the temple. Temple conferences coming your way. There's going to be temple courses coming your way. Temple books are coming out. And so you need to get all the trade because this is the trade of God. And it's yeah. going to Jerusalem. And we're going to see the Holy Temple built in our time. Amen. 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 <laughs> Dina. Yeah. Your book's done. It's done, my brother. It's done. <laughs> you have no. This is. I have to tell. This has been nine months writing this book, so I feel like I'm giving birth. That's a gift. Yeah, I think that this book is a game changer for a, will be a game changer for a lot of people. Um, cool. Hopefully, you will love Rico. You're gonna love the chapter on the king. Yes. It's yeah. I did. I mean, I took the whole story of uh, Genesis 22 and showed how it was a coronation ceremony uh, with yes. with Abraham taking Isaac up to the mountain. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Awesome. Well, I, I, want write a book. I want everybody to book it. If I do, it will be trails everywhere. I, got, I don't stay focused on anything. So I just got to do my videos and my teachings. Hopefully people will listen. Well, just get a ghostwriter. I need somebody. <laughs> Man, give me focus. Rico, did, did I tell you I have, I have a new book I'm starting on? No. no. Yeah, you told me you want me to write the, it with you. The Something. temple that the city of David never knew. Yes, I no. want to be part of that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, yeah, folks, the temple's all the Temple Mount people. It's not at the city of David. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We can talk about that for hours. Yeah, that's all. Uh, that'll be another show. That'll be. Let's do that show <laughs> after the course, so I know a little bit more <laughs> and can have a weightier conversation with you, excellent people. Uh, folks, this is this has been a blast for us. We, you know, I I love Rico Cortez. Joe Good is uh, somebody that I'm learning a lot from. He doesn't know this. <clears throat> I've been following you now, watching everything I get my hands on. I've got a couple of your books. And, of course, Dina's my, um, you know, she's my co-host. And I, 
I, I learn from her every single week. So to me, it's about being prepared for the events that all of us have been talking about for centuries, for millennium, and that is the restoration of all things. And I believe that that's going to start and stop with the temple. So uh, Tariqa Cortez, Joe Good, uh, Dina Dye, God bless you all. Yahweh bless you all. And we're out of time. So if you have a last word, you got a few seconds to say it. See you, you in Orlando. We'll see you in you Orlando. Soon. Thanks a lot, Joseph Good, for coming on board. Rico, we'll see you next month. And, of course, Dana will be back next week. And to our audience, blessings and happy Hanukkah to you, folks. Have a great evening, and thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Shalom. That's it.